Proverbs 24, 3 and 7 is where we're going to start. Uh, we've been talking about the subject of foolish, okay, and talking about uh, distinguishing between what is foolish and what is wise. And I want to start with Proverbs 24, 3 and 7. It says this, through wisdom, a house is built and by understanding it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. And here it is. A wise man is strong. Yes, a man of knowledge increases strength. For by wise counsel, you will wage your own war. And in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. Wisdom is too lofty for a fool. He does not open his mouth in the gate. Let's pray. Father, we just invite you to move through the word of God today, Lord. I thank you that these are not my words, but they're yours. And your words have the ability to change and alter lives, Father. The anointing on your word, Father, can, can cause everything to change. And we just release that in this place, Lord. May you have your way. May I just be a vessel for you to speak through today. And Father, we lift up all the children that are going back to school this week, all the teachers, all the counselors, janitors, lunch ladies, whatever it is that are involved in these schools, Lord. We pray the hedge of protection around them, Father. We pray for our schools. We pray for the administrators, the teachers. We pray for the children that are going back into the classroom, Lord God. Let your spirit be around them. Let your spirit guard them. And Father, let your spirit lead them into wisdom and understanding. We ask, Father, that you would bless our families in this house. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So we've been talking about foolish. That's the title of this series that we're in right now. And this is something I really felt God wanted to highlight. Because we're in a time, in an age, where the culture that we live in in America calls evil good and good evil. How many know what I'm talking about? They have a backwards way of looking at things. They have a, they have a way that is, is against what God's word tells us. And it makes it, if, you're, if you call yourself a believer in this world, you're going to have to take a stand. Because there are some things that the world will accept that you and I cannot accept if we're walking with Christ. There are things that they deem okay that God's word clearly tells us is not. And we read some scriptures last week that say that in the end times there would be some that considering themselves to be wise, but they're really fools. And if you don't believe me, just get on Facebook for about 10 minutes. There's some fools on Facebook. I just pray you're not one of them. Come on, somebody. Because, see, people think they're wise, but the Bible says they're really fools. And so how do we know the difference between being foolish and being full of wisdom. Well, the Bible tells us that we get wisdom from God. In Proverbs 24, what we just read here is that uh, through wisdom, your house is built. Through wisdom is how we build our lives. It's how we should be building our lives. And by understanding, understanding we establish our lives. By knowledge, we fill our lives with precious and pleasant riches. Now, that, I really want you to catch that today because what that's telling you right there is how to live a full life. And there's a lot of people who are living empty lives and they're chasing things only to find out that even the things they are chasing, it's still not filling their lives up. So Proverbs tells us it's through wisdom. You've got to find wisdom. We read last week that in all you're getting, get wisdom. 
in everything you're doing, get wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. Can I get an amen on that? It's how we're to pursue the things of God, that we go after the things that, uh, in life by getting wisdom first. But let me now take you to 1 Corinthians 2, 13 and 14. Let's go over to the New Testament. And Paul writes something interesting to the Corinthians. He says this, These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Here it is right here. I want you to catch this. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. This is what I want to start on today. This is what I want to really uh, awaken in your spirits, that you got to understand, what is your life given to? Is it given to foolishness or is it given to wisdom? Because for some of us, we've been so indoctrinated by foolishness That when wisdom comes our way, we can't receive it. Oh, come on, somebody. Have you ever met somebody that just can't see how dumb they are? Come on. Have you ever had somebody that you're just looking at their life and they are walking down a path of destruction? And no matter what people tell them, no matter who sits down with them, they can't see it. They're going to date this fool anyway. He got no job. Come on, how, come on, stay with me now. He got no job, he got no future, he carries a gun, he beats her, and every person that sits down and says, man, this guy's not good, she can't see it. How many know what I'm talking about today? Just look straight ahead if I'm talking to you today, that's all right. Because see, sometimes fools can't hear wisdom. How many have you ever, you know, come across that? Where no matter what you do, you sit down with them, hey, let's get some lunch, and you try to tell them, hey, listen, the decisions you're making, it's not good. You're going down a wrong path, this, that, and the other. And the Bible tells us here what the problem is. The problem is they've given themselves over to foolishness. And now, now what begins to happen is the things of God seem foolish to them. Wisdom doesn't make sense to them. How many know what I'm talking about? So you got people that sit there when you're talking to them about the Lord and they look at you and they say, I just don't see how going to church is going to do anything for me. I just don't see how sitting in a pew every Sunday can change my life. How many know there's people that think that out there? That's foolish because they can't grasp the power of sitting under the word. They can't grasp it. And so they sit there and they see you go to church. And they just think, well, what a waste of time going to church every week, getting out of bed. You could be sleeping in. You could be doing this, that, and the other. And they can't receive God's wisdom for their lives because it seems like foolishness. It, only, it starts with church attendance, but what else does it go into? It goes into offerings and tithe. Some people just can't grasp how giving could advance their finances. They can't grasp, how, how is it that I'm supposed to give the church 10%? No, that's some scam. That's, a, oh, no, that's that preacher thing. No, no, no. See, it seems like foolishness to those that have been given, to, they have given themselves to foolishness. They cannot grasp the wisdom of God. Now, the reason I'm preaching all this today is because maybe you're somebody like that in this church. 
There are so many things you can't wrap yourself around. You hear me preach about it. You hear others do it. You see others do it. But you can't grasp why it's important in your life. See, some of you don't understand that you, you want to see your life changed. But maybe your life would change if you would serve in the kids' department. I just don't see how that's going to... That's because you're foolish and you cannot discern the wisdom of God. Are you tracking with me today? I know I'm coming right up in your grill today. But the purpose is not to make you feel bad. The purpose is so that you can see where you're at and come up out of that into wisdom. Can I get an amen? Because there's so many people that think they're smart, but they're really dumb. They think they're wise, but they're really fools. And as you say, well, well where is the plumb line? Where do we, where's the standard? The standard is always the word of God. The word of God is the standard. I don't care what you feel. And Well, I feel, well, I think, well, I just don't believe. Well, that doesn't matter. You know what matters? What God says. Can I get an amen on that? So let's look at Ephesians 5, 15, 21. It says this. See then that you walk circumspectly. That word circumspectly there means be cautious. Be aware of your surroundings, okay? But to walk aware, not as fools, but as wise. There it is. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God, the Father in the name of our Son, uh, name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. So what is Paul saying? Walk wise, walk aware. Be aware of your surroundings. Understand the days are dark, okay? Be aware of that. You know what a fool does? A fool don't care about nothing. All a fool cares about is what they can eat, what they can, what they can sleep with. Come on, somebody. What, what, what they can wear. All they care about is what is in the five cents realm. If they can't wear it, sleep with it, drive it, come on, they don't care about it. We got to come up out of that foolishness because the Bible is very clear that there is an unseen realm. The Bible is very clear that we're spirit beings. The Bible is really clear that when we come to Christ, we are now citizens of the kingdom. We belong to a new kingdom. Or let me say it like this. We belong to a new country. And this new country has a new set of rules. This new country has a, it doesn't run like the old country. How many have ever lived in a different country than the U.S.? How many know there's different laws in different countries? Do you know in Singapore, you can't chew gum? You can't chew. Gum is illegal in Singapore. Some of y'all be in trouble this morning. I see you. But that's Singapore. This ain't Singapore, so chew away. In Singapore, if, you, if they find gum on you, they will cane you. You know what caning is? That's when they get that big stick and they, and they spank your behind with it. Well, that's not right. Well, that's how their kingdom works. And if you can go, if you go over there trying to chew gum and get through the airport, if you ever go to the airport, it says right there, before you go through these doors, throw out all gum. So you'll see all these signs and you'll be like, oh my gosh, they're, they're serious. And they're serious. But my point is this, 
different countries, different kingdoms have different laws and principles. And a, and a, and a wise person understands that if I'm going to be in the kingdom of God now, I got to leave foolishness and learn wisdom. Are you tracking with me? See, wise people believe that. But fools think, well, I give my life to Jesus. I just can live how I've been living, and I got fire insurance now. I'm going to go to heaven one day. But you're a fool to live like that. And the reason I say that is because you're missing out on so many blessings that Jesus shed his precious blood for you to have. He shed his blood so that you can build a house on wisdom and that through knowledge you can establish the rooms and then through understanding you can fill it with rubies. That's what, that's what Proverbs was saying. But yet we still have people that refuse to change. They refuse to be transformed by the renewing of the mind. And I don't want this to be a church like that. Come on, somebody. I don't want this to be a church full of Christians that all they care about is the afterlife. We want to fulfill the words of Jesus Christ so that we can establish and fulfill and have the covenant blessing of God on our families, on our finances, come on, on our relationships, on our marriages, on our kids. We can do the will of God. Here it is, and live fulfilled. Because I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a lot of people out there that ain't fulfilled. They got money, but they're not fulfilled. They got, they got things, but they're not fulfilled. They're in relationships, and they're not fulfilled. This shouldn't be for us. Can I get an amen on that? So we got to walk as the wise. So here's what I want to spend a few more minutes doing for you today. I want, I want, to, I want to give you the characteristics of a fool, okay? Uh, I, I want to break this down to you. Now, normally when we get into some things like this, we start hearing these characteristics, and we start thinking of so-and-so. We start thinking about our husband, our wife. Oh, I wish so-and-so was here listening to this. Listen, I want to make this very clear. I'm preaching to you today. Tell your neighbor, this is for me. Tell him, this for me. Because here's, here's the deal. A fool never knows they're a fool. Ever. Ever. They never know. Because, see, if you knew, you'd change. Can I get an amen on that? You don't know. You don't know. So you keep thinking you're not, but you really are. That's why we have the word of God. Because the word of God, the Bible says, is a mirror sometimes. It'll show you that booger on your nose. Everybody's been trying to tell you. You're like, I'm cool. Man, shut up. You got a, you got a booger. But then that word comes up and shows you, boom, it's there, fool. And now you got a decision. Do you wipe it off or do you keep rocking it? Right? You just go with it and try to play it off or do you wipe it off? My prayer is that you'll wipe it off. That's my prayer today, that you would leave here booger free. Come on. So I want to give you these characteristics. These characteristics remind me of that uh, comedian Jeff Foxworthy. Y'all remember him? He used to have all those messages like, you might be a redneck. Remember that guy? You guys remember that guy? Right, you don't y'all know Jeff Foxworthy out here? Excuse me, that's from my Florida days. That's the comedians out there. You might be a redneck. You know, he would say all these things. He'd say stuff like, uh, if if you might be a redneck if somebody tells you you're lying through your tooth. 
that you might be a redneck. You know, he'd have all those things. Well, you might be a fool if you have these characteristics in your life. And again, the heart of why I'm bringing this out to us is because we might not realize that we're a fool. Because that was the problem in Romans. They said professing themselves to be wise, they're really fools. So some of us in here, you think you're wise because you post on Facebook stuff that you read in a book. That don't make you wise. You don't want to know what makes you wise? Living it. Living it. Anybody can read a book and just pull something out on there and make that your quote of the day. Ain't nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying. Got real quiet in here. Like some oh, people under conviction. Oh, dang, I do that all the time. Nothing wrong with that. Keep doing it. But just know this. It don't make you wise. It don't make you wise just because Sally said, ooh, thanks for posting that. That, that, that doesn't, doesn't do anything. Okay? Keep doing it. Nothing wrong with it. But if you want to know how to be wise, it's the truth that you apply in your life. Amen. So these are characteristics of a fool. Number one, I want to give you scripture on each and every one of them. I want you to write these down. I want you to analyze your life because you might see things in here that you need to work on. Maybe there are things in here that you're, you're leaning towards or things in here that you've said this. Well, that's just the way I am. Well, it's time for you now to leave that and become wise. Amen. So, so catch this. Number one, the first characteristic of a fool is a fool resists community and connection. A fool resists community and connection. Proverbs 18.1 says it like this. A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. And here it is. He rages against wise judgment. He rages against wise judgment. That's how we know he's a fool. Because a fool will always oppose wisdom. And so the first characteristic of somebody that's a fool is they isolate. They don't like getting around people. They don't like making new friends. They don't like being a part of groups. They don't like plugging in. They like to be lone wolves. And let me tell you something. That is a characteristic of a foolish person. And foolish people many times, they seek their own desires. And that's a foolish thing. It's a foolish thing to sit there and just seek out your own desire. Why is that foolish? Because we're taught to seek the will of God. Can I get an amen on that? That's what we should be doing, seeking God's will for things, not our own. But a fool seeks his own desires. So he begins to isolate. He begins to disconnect from people. He begins to just, uh, it's his way or the highway. He ain't got patience for nobody, okay? You ever meet somebody that ain't got patience for nobody? That's a fool. That's a fool. If you say things like, I can't stand women, and you're a woman, you're a fool. Smile at me now. I feel a tomato spirit in here. If you say things like, I can't stand such and such people or this people, you're a fool. Because the Bible teaches us that we are interdependent on other people. This thing of it's just me and Jesus, all I need is Jesus. Listen, that may make a great worship sound, song, but that's no way to live life. Because Jesus said he takes the solitary and he places them in families. Matter of fact, the curse many times manifested in those that were wanderers, lone wolves. The Bible says that when Cain was cursed, he wandered the earth never planting, never being part of community. And some of you have been living under that kind of curse and it's foolish. 
If, it's, if the only people that you're close to are in your family, you got to come out of that foolishness. That could be why you're so weird. We need to be cross-pollinated. We need to get around other people. If you just hang around with people with your last name, something's wrong with that. You need to get around some new ideas. Now, granted, it's comfortable to just be around you and yours. It's comfortable. It feels good. You, you ain't got to, you know, just, it just, you can relax in some things. But to get around other people may be uncomfortable, but that doesn't mean it's not good for you. Matter of fact, it's great for you. Because sometimes being around other people exposes the foolishness in you and your family. It'll expose how savage you are, and I don't mean that in a good way. Come on, somebody. I may know what I'm talking about. It'll expose how, how you have lack of manners in the way you were raised. Amen? Oh, it's getting real quiet in this Baptist church today. But see, a fool will isolate, stay comfortable, but a man of wisdom will go and connect. Now, why is it wisdom to connect? It's wisdom to connect because God's word tells us that we are there are, part, there are different parts in the body. That the body has different parts to it and that it is how God blesses our life. Think about this. When God is going to bless your life, he usually does it through somebody. But here you are, you don't like people. Here you are, you don't meet anybody new. Guess what you're doing? Cutting off God's blessing in your life. Did you know every new person you meet is a new vehicle in which God can bless you? The key to a changed life is meeting new people. But you won't meet men. Because the minute you meet a new person, oh, how many couples do this? The minute you meet somebody new and they go home or you leave the dinner table or you walk away from them, you cut them to pieces. Did you see how he talked to her? Did you see how they said this? Did you did that? that? You know what you're doing? You're showing you're a fool, and you don't understand the ways of the kingdom. Are you tracking with me today? Somebody say, ouch. All right, I got you right there. Okay, the number one, the first characteristic was a fool resists connection and community, Proverbs 18.1. Let's go to the second one. All right, number two, another characteristic of a fool is a fool takes no pleasure in understanding but only in expressing his own opinion. Proverbs 18.2 says this, a fool is no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. Now, what does that, have, what does that mean right there? What, what, what am I talking about there? We're talking about people that don't know when to be quiet. I know every person here knows somebody that don't know when to be quiet. You got to learn, part of having wisdom is knowing when to be quiet and when to listen. And a fool never knows when to be quiet. And like I said earlier, you see fools all the time on Facebook. But they get on there and, and, and they like to give their own opinion. Will I feel this? Will I feel that? And, and instead of listening to wisdom, they always want to share their opinion of things. Listen, part of being wise is knowing when to be quiet. Listen more, speak less when in the presence of wisdom. Listen, I've been in counseling appointments with people that they ask to see me. Track with me now. They, 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 they say, Pastor, I, I just I need to get with you. And they spend more time talking than listening. And they're the ones that made the appointment to get my help. That's foolish. 
How many can see that's foolish? Amen? It's foolish. But it happens all the time. And then, in that time, I'll say, well, you know what? I think it's this. I think this is the problem. And this is what they do to me. Oh, no, I don't, I don't think that's it. No, I don't think it's that. And I just sit there going, really? Okay, my job here is done. Because you sought me out. You're seeking my wisdom, yet you won't receive it. That's a problem. And you know what the problem is? I'm sitting in front of a fool. Because they'll spend all the time telling you their opinion, what they think it is. And you got to learn to sit there and go, what do you think? Let me tell you, when I'm with Pastor Charles, I do way more listening than I do speaking. Way more. I don't sit in his presence and try to impress him with what I'm doing. Oh, Pastor Charles, we're doing this and we're doing that. You know, he'll ask questions and stuff and I'll give him answers. But my wife will tell you, 90% of the time we're with him, we're pulling on him. And he will tell me things and I listen. And there'll be times he hits me right before my eyes and I feel that fool thing coming up and going, well, he just sees. I said, no, shut up, fool. I need this wisdom. Tell like Mr. T, shut up, fool. I want this wisdom. That's how we need to pursue that uh, wisdom. But see, uh, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding. They just want to express their own opinion. This is why fools love social media, because they can get up every day and post their little ideas and things like that. But a fool has no delight in understanding. So we need to delight in understanding. So number two was a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, only in expressing his own opinion. Uh, A fool likes to say this. I'm just keeping it 100. (laughs) Smile at me because I know I'm hitting some of you right between the eyes. Listen, keeping it 100 ain't always good. All it shows is you're foolish. All it shows is you want to share your opinion. And then just because you put I'm keeping it 100 on it, don't don't make it wisdom. It don't make it wisdom. It don't make it wise. Smile at me now. Come on, church. Don't be mad. I'm trying to help somebody because there's somebody here that is a fool and don't know it. And if you don't know it, you can't change it. Tell your neighbor, get that booger off your nose. Go ahead and tell him, tell him. Number three, another characteristic of being a fool. Fools are loud and have no filter. Fools are loud and have no filter. Look at Proverbs 29, 11. It says this, a fool vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. A wise man holds them back. Oh, pastor, but I I just got to keep it 100. There it is again. Listen, a fool, they're the ones that vent. They're the ones that got to say stuff. They're the ones that got to get out there and vent and say all that. They have no filter. Wisdom causes you to control your mouth, control your emotions. That's wisdom. Now, we live in a day and age right now that elevates the fool. We give them TV shows. The more foolish they are, the bigger the ratings. They don't make shows where women are just being nice women. You ever notice that? What are the shows? The women being foolish, fighting in a coffee house. The housewives of this, and every episode they're about to fight in a restaurant. Who does that? Fools. Fools do that. Come on, smile at me today, amen? Fools, normal people don't get in fights in restaurants. Some of y'all go, in my family they do. 
Come up out of that. Come up out of that. Seriously, some of us, that might be the, the world you live in. Normal people don't get in fights in the mall, screaming matches at tw- Forever 21. <laughs> well, maybe there, but uh, there are other places. And that's not normal, see? That is characteristic of a fool, being loud, having no filter, saying whatever they want, not caring who they hurt, not caring about people's feelings. And they're saying, well, I, I'm just keeping it 100. No, you're a fool. Because if you keeping it 100 is going to hurt somebody, keep your opinion to yourself. Because if we said that to you, you'd be all mad. And you'd probably beat them up. Showing how much more of a fool you are. Amen? Let's keep going now. Number four. Fourth characteristic of a fool is this. A fool makes an idol of his opinion and his views. Proverbs 28, 26 says, He who trusts in his own heart is a fool, but whoever walks wisely will be delivered. A fool makes an idol of his opinion and his views. Now, I want you to catch this today. This is why seeking counsel is so important. And this is also why people run from accountability they run from leadership, and they run from having to answer to anybody. If you, like, are afraid to have somebody speak into your life, if you're afraid to be under somebody, like, if you're afraid to submit to your husband, you're a fool. If you're afraid to submit to your boss, you're a fool. If you're afraid to submit in any way, shape, or form to anybody in your life, it's because you elevate your own opinion above everybody else's and your a fool. I learned a long time ago, guys, that I am imperfect. I learned a long time ago that unless I have somebody over me, I can screw it all up. Some of you have not yet learned that revelation. You still think you got this. And let me just tell you, you don't. You don't. Everybody needs somebody. And everybody needs leadership in their life. And if you don't, it's because you're foolish. You trust your own views and your own opinions way too much. And I'm afraid of you. I'll say it like this. If you can't be corrected, you can't be trusted. Oh, you need to tweet that. Because why? why do, what does it have to do with being, with being trusted? It shows that you're, you're able to understand that you're not always right. You're not always right. And there's a lot of foolish people. They don't like discipleship. They don't like to listen to anybody. There are couples, they want to keep their marriage private. They, I, I don't want anybody up in my business because you're a fool. Because if somebody comes into your business, they might just show you, hey, you're doing something wrong. But you have made an idol of your views, your opinions, and that is a road that leads to destruction. The faster you, you want to keep it 100, keep it 100 by understanding this. You ain't perfect. And you're not that smart. Come on, smile at me. That's the truth. It's the truth. As awesome as you are, you still have the ability to make some mistakes. Amen? Greater men than me have made mistakes. If they made mistakes, I'm pretty much probably sure I'm going to make one. But if I guard myself and put wise counselors around me, 
and then submit myself to their counsel, it'll protect me from messing up my own life. This is why I wouldn't dare have married my wife without counsel, looking into the thing, and speaking into our relationship. As much as I was digging her, as much as I was liking her, I still said, what y'all think? No, 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 spend time with her, what y'all think? I flew her out here to California for a weekend and had her spend time with my parents. I said, Dad, what do you think? Oh, mijo, she's nice. I said, no, 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 Dad, 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 come on. Oh, mijo, she's great. No, Dad, stop. I'm, I really want to know. Oh, oh, you want to know. Okay, all right. I'll tell you later on today. I said, go ahead. go." And I loosed them. Go ahead, Dad. Tell them. Tell them. Check it out. Why? Why would I do that? Because I want to protect myself. I know if my opinion is the only thing that's making this go, we're in trouble. But if I could get some wisdom around me, if I can learn to submit myself to others, not only people over me, but people around me. People that are on our staff, they're not yes people. The Rosados, man, they can speak in this. They can say, hey, pastor, what about this? What about that? And I'm not going to be like, shut up. You're just an associate here. No, they know. They can come and they can ask a question. They can say, pastor, we don't understand this. How is this flowing? Are you tracking with me today? But there's some of us in here, nobody speaks into your life. I dare you right now on the piece of paper you got, who are three people that you will listen to if they spoke to you into your life, no matter what it was they said? The majority of us in here don't have one person. One person that you'll really listen to. That's a problem. You know what the problem is? Foolishness. We cannot elevate our views and our opinions above those of others. Okay? He who trusts in his own heart is a fool. Amen? Are you tracking with me today? we got to allow God to give us voices of counsel and help us be open. And some of us are so afraid to hear somebody else's opinion about a situation we're in. Some of you are barely hanging on, but you won't get counsel. It's because you, you, you don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear, hey, you know what? You need to treat your husband better. Oh, you don't want to hear that. Oh, you know what? You need to stop talking to her like that. Ooh, you don't want to hear that. If somebody told you that, you'd probably get mad and punch him in the face. Or here's what you do. You'd get mad and go make up stuff. Well, what does he know? He ain't perfect. See, we always do that. We look for things wrong in the messenger so that we don't have to listen to their message. That's what a fool does. So I'm sharing all this so you can understand. I'm not trying to put you down. I'm trying to tell you, you got to change. The faster you realize I want to be about wisdom than foolishness, the greater your life will become. Let's continue. Number five. Number five. Number five. The fifth characteristic of a fool, here it is again, has to do with the mouth. A fool has no control of their mouth. Proverbs 18.7, a fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. You can always tell a fool by what comes out of their mouth. Okay, so a fool will either have a big mouth where they they just say whatever they want or here's the other thing. There's no discipline over their mouth, which is a completely different thing, because discipline many times is not speaking negative. Even when the facts are negative. A fool will always speak facts and think that because it's a fact that that's licensed to speak against God's word. 
But you know what a wise person does? They always govern their tongue. Always. Listen, it may not look like you don't got money. I mean, it may, it may look like you don't have any money, but that doesn't mean you need to bring your mouth into agreement with that. And you'll always hear a fool. Oh, I just don't know how we're going to make it. We're so broke. Yeah, we're so broke. We don't have money. But you know what somebody of wisdom will do? Even though that might be the fact, they will get the word of God and say, my God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory. My offerings, my tithe that I give, Father, I thank you that I have everything I need. I just can't see it yet. That's what wisdom will do. But a fool, a fool will just, they, they don't know how to control their, their, their mouth. So the doctor gives you a diagnosis. Oh, you know what? You have this disease and you're probably going to have this for the rest of your life. And guess what that fool will do? Get on the phone and tell every person they know, Mira, this is what the doctor says. I got this disease. I don't know why I'm using an accent. Excuse me. This is, this, is the, this is what's the problem, and you got to get on everybody, and you got to speak negative, 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 negative. That's what a fool does. But you know what a wise person will do? A wise person will take the fact, submit it to the word of God, and believe for a miracle. That's why Proverbs says here, a fool's mouth is his destruction. Why do you keep speaking your symptoms? It's not helping anything. Ay, my leg, my leg. Every day it's my leg. Ah, my leg. Why? That's not helping anything, speaking the symptoms all the time. But see, a fool has no discipline to now begin to speak healing. A, a, a wise person, every time the pain comes, they say, ooh, I'm healed. Ooh, I'm healed. You, you can still put that. Ooh, I'm healed. You know, you can still put that in there. But you, ooh, I'm healed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, this pain's got to go. I, you can throw an I in there too if you want. But we got to learn how to guard our mouth. Why do we speak so much negativity? Are you tracking with me today? The more negative things that you speak against God's word shows how foolish you are. Wisdom has discipline to govern the mouth. That even when the facts aren't good, you don't speak those facts, you speak God's word. The truth is maybe you are broke, but you ain't got to line up with that. Why don't you line up with scripture that says God has blessed you with every blessing in the word of God that God's given you, that you are blessed with the riches of Christ. Are you tracking with me today? See, that's the difference. So that's number five. Fools have no control over their mouth. Number six, number six, the sixth characteristic of a fool is a fool is angry. A fool is angry. Ecclesiastes 7.9 says it like this. Do not hasten in your spirit to be angry, for anger rests in the bosom of fools. My wife has a great message on the angry woman. I love that. I would, every time we travel somewhere, I say, babe, preach that message. Because it's so needed in our community. But the fact is, it ain't just women that are angry. It's men, too. Anger. And somebody that's always angry, always mad, they're a fool. Because they have not yet learned that if they don't deal with that anger, anger is like a flame. Anger will burn up everybody that it comes in contact with. That is why when you're around an angry person, there's something wrong with every place you go. 
You ever met a person like that? You ever hung with a person like that? Everywhere you go, they leave there going, that was all right. And y'all are just happy. Oh, that movie was awesome. It was, was kind of stupid, though. Everybody's going, oh, that restaurant's so good. It was okay. Mine was a little bit dry. Every place they go, they find something wrong with it. You want to know what that is? There's anger in that person's bosom. They do the same thing to people. You meet somebody new, and you're all excited about it. They're, I don't know. I didn't like the way she was wearing her hair, though. Why, I, why are they so happy? How are you mad about somebody's happiness? That's too happy for me. Really? Being around happiness is awesome, but it makes you mad. See, the problem is you're angry. And an angry person is never happy. Even when they're happy, they ain't happy. <laughs> angry people are only happy when everybody's angry. They thrive in that. That's why they create drama. You just call them TNT because they got drama. Remember that TV commercial? <laughs> they just drama all the time. Because they like drama. Because drama is an environment that they thrive in. It's like putting a fish in the water. Oh, it loves it. Puts you in drama. Oh, you feel at home. But when there's no drama and everybody's happy and everything's good, you're miserable. So what do you got to do? You make everybody else miserable. You know what the solution to that is? Get healed. And come out of foolishness. It's no way to live. You're miserable. Admit it. Admit it. See, that's the big thing of a fool. They'll never admit when they're miserable. I'm good. No, you're not good. Everybody around you knows you ain't good. But a fool is angry all the time. It's anger rests in the bosom of fools. Come up out of that. You want to see some angry people? You know, you just, you don't have to go far. There's a lot of fools out there that are angry. Don't be one of them. Amen. Number seven. I'm a couple more and I'm almost done. The, the, the seventh characteristic of a fool is a fool despises good advice. Proverbs 23, 9. It says this, do not speak in the hearing of a fool. He'll despise the wisdom of your words. I see it all, like I, I shared earlier. We have people that ask to see me, want my wisdom, and then when I give it to them, oh, no, no, that's not it. I don't think that's what it is. You know what I learned to do early on as a young, as a young pastor when I would sit before my pastor? I would sit there and go, whatever he says, I'm going to receive, even if I don't see it. Because here's the thing. Most of the things we need to hear are things we don't see. Because if you saw it, you'd change it. So if you knew you were that dumb, you'd get smarter. But sometimes we need somebody to come along and say, hey, that's a dumb idea. But if you're not positioned to hear anything, you won't receive it. Are you with me today? And so most of what we need to hear are things we don't know exist. Amen? So a fool is somebody that despises good advice. So Proverbs says this, don't even waste your time telling a fool anything because they ain't going to hear it anyway. That's a dangerous place to be. And some of us maybe have been resigned to that. Don't despise good advice. Number eight, a fool thinks only of himself, despising even his own mother. I read that and I was like, come on, ain't nobody despise their mama. See, that's the thing. Sometimes our words go against our actions. There's not a person here that would say, I hate my mom. Well, there's probably a few of us, amen. In today's day and age, we had some moms that maybe did some terrible things. But understand what I'm saying here. See, some of you think you love your mom, but your actions show different. I said, some of you say you love your mom, but your actions show different. 
And a fool is like that. He thinks only of himself. And this is really a good scripture for young people. Because a young person will say, I love my mom, yet get in trouble every day at high school. They'll say, oh, I love my mom, but then your mom has to go pick you up from the police department and pay your bail. Oh, come on, somebody. This is getting too real in here. Or always have to find a new school for you to go to because you keep screwing up in the one you're in. But yet you say you love her, but you cause her problems. Getting real quiet in this Baptist church today. But see, this is how you find out what you really know. If you love your mom, you won't bring shame on her. And Proverbs says this, a fool thinks of himself only despising his own mother. Proverbs 15, 20, a wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish man despises his own mother. So I read that and I go, come on, there ain't a lot of people that just straight up despise their mom. They might not say it with their words, but their actions say something different. Come on, I've been with the mamas that are crying over their mijitos. They've come to my office, pray, pastor, pray for my son. And I just sit there and I, I just, I, I don't understand how a son can be so selfish and not think about is the, 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 the pain and the anguish they put their moms through by every bad decision they make at school or every bad decision they make selling drugs or breaking the law. All these things, characteristics of a fool. And you might not be in here breaking laws, but what are you doing that's bringing shame to your mom, young person? What are you doing in here that's causing shame to your parents? And you think it's funny. You think it's a, it's a, it's a big game. You know what it is? got to come out of that foolishness. And you got to give yourself to the wisdom of God. Is this all right? Come and help us, Eddie. Uh, number nine. Eddie, if you could come up. Number nine. The ninth characteristic of a fool is this. Fools have faith with no fruit. Fools have faith with no fruit. Fools have faith with no fruit. James chapter 2, 18 through 20 says it like this. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God, you do well. But even demons believe that, and they tremble. Basically, he's saying this, you ain't no different than the devil, if that's where your faith stops. But he says this, but do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? See, I know somebody taught you that if you just say the prayer of faith, that if you come to the altar, and if you come and give your life to Jesus, and if you come and you pray the prayer of faith, that the Lord, the Holy Spirit, will come in your spirit. Oh, some of y'all want to amen me right now. And you, they will, he will bring to the altar, and he will come and be your Savior. Somebody out there say amen. And you come to an altar, you pray a prayer, and you change nothing else about your life. And you think you have faith. James says, you know what you got? You got dead faith. You know what dead faith means? Your faith don't work. Now that's a problem because you know what? We're saved by faith. The only thing I got going for me when I face the white throne of Jesus Christ is my faith in him. It better work or else I don't make it into the pearly gates with dead faith. I don't make it in. And there's even scripture where the, the, the man stands before the judge and he says, hey, but, you know, didn't I do all these things? And Jesus says, I never knew you. See, that's dead faith. A fool has faith that's dead. And how do I know if my faith is working then? Easy. 
Jesus said this, by your fruit, that's how we know. By your fruit, by what you produce, by loving God and lifting others. What in your life do you do for other folks? See, some of y'all just get excited when you come to church. Oh, you think you're super saint because you got up on a Sunday. Come on. And you made it in, you rolled up into church. You think you did your deal for the kingdom of God because you came into the church. Now, listen, faith has works. And a fool thinks that they can have faith with no fruit. You know what these people are called? Sunday Christians. Because all they do is come into a church, sit in a pew on Sunday. But they still shacking up with their husband or their boyfriend, I should say. They still sleeping around. They don't give. They don't serve. They still get in fights. They still haven't cleaned up anything in their life. But if you ask them, I'm a Christian. Really? Maybe you're not a Christian. Maybe you're a fool. And I'm not saying this today to judge anybody or put anybody down, but simply to get you to understand that your faith has got to bear fruit. If it doesn't bear fruit, it's not working. And James said it like this, faith without works is dead. And dead faith don't work. And we need faith to be saved. We need faith to receive all the blessings that God has for us. So when somebody truly has faith, there's fruit. Are you tracking with me? So much so that when they ask Jesus, Jesus, there's so many false teachers out there. How do we know those that are real and true? And Jesus said, by their Facebook post. No, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. He said, by their fruit, you will know them. Are you tracking with me today? I ask you today, check your fruit. Check your fruit. I know you prayed a prayer when you was 10. I know you prayed a prayer a year ago at the altar, Jesus come into my life. But what has what fruit has your faith produced? And this is where we got to be honest. Some of us ain't no fruit. Don't run out of here mad. I don't agree with all that. No, just change it. Just ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I want my faith to be genuine. How do I work this? How do I produce fruit? And he show you. Or you can leave here with that big old booger on your nose saying, I ain't got no booger there. No, no, you got it. It's there. Last one, number 10. I want to leave you with this. The last characteristic of a fool is fools build their lives on everything but the word. Matthew 7, 24 through 7, it says this, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who, who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was the fall. In Sunday school, we used to sing the song, the wise man built his house upon the rock. Remember, the wise man built his house upon the rock. The wise man built his house upon the rock, and the house of the rock stood firm, or something like that. 
Anybody remember that song? That's, that's a revelation that a lot of people don't have. You know what that means? A fool builds their life on just anything else, a good idea, a feeling. A wise person builds it on God's word. Their marriage is built on God's word. Their business is built on God's word. Their family is built on God's word. And what that means is this. Every endeavor you set out to do, you submit the way to do it on God's word. That's how you build a life on God's word. That's why we do things like teach marriage seminars. We started our, our premarital and newlyweds class on Thursday, and we had a great time with these new couples that are saying, hey, we want to have a good marriage, so we're going to take some time to build on the rock. We have our marriage awakening coming up in September. $210 to come out for two days of teaching to help you build your marriage on the rock. It's what a wise person does. A fool just kind of gets a good idea, figures it out as they go. Don't be like that. Be somebody that builds your house on the rock. Because when your house is built on the rock, the rains can come, the floods can come, and you're still standing. But when you build your business on principles that don't go with God's word, when you build your relationship just on the feelings of love and not on God's word, one of you don't even serve God and you're dating each other, that thing is going to crumble. You're going to have the same result as a Kardashian, which will probably be a divorce. You're going to have the same result as anybody else that gets married based on a good idea. But when you have the word of God in your life, when you allow God's word to work in you, you're going to get a different result. Let's stand on our feet today. I want you to just close your eyes right now. Because I just feel like this is a real personal moment if we're just you know, honest with ourselves. There are some things in here that maybe were touched that you could get mad about or you could realize the Holy Spirit is just trying to show me I got to change this in my life. The Father God is trying to give you wisdom. But wisdom can't come into your life until you're open to it. The first step into receiving wisdom is to get rid of foolishness. To get rid of those old ideologies and submit ourselves to his word. I gave you a lot of scriptures today because I didn't want to give you my thoughts on wisdom. I want to give you God's word. I want to give you what he says a fool is, not what I say one is. So some of these things we touched on today maybe are causing you to go, wow, I got to make some changes. Listen, that's good. That's why God brought you here today. It's not a spanking, it's help. Maybe you're here today and you realize my faith is dead. I don't have any fruit. I haven't done anything for anybody in a long time. I haven't led anybody to Jesus in who knows how long. I don't serve others. I don't lift others. Listen, you can change that. Submit to his word. I just want to pray over every person here today. Father, I just pray today that maybe there was something that was brought up in this message or some things that show us, Lord God, that we want to come out of foolishness. 
but we want to fall in love with wisdom and word in your word and understanding and knowledge. I just pray this word today would work far beyond us leaving this service today. I pray that these words, Lord God, would, would, would hit home every day this week. It would cause us to make decisions to govern our mouth. It would cause us to make decisions to submit to authority. It would cause us to make decisions to seek out wisdom and to turn away from foolishness, Lord God. Let us all be those that build our house upon the rock, that when the rains came down, the floods came up, we still stand. We give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name.